What does it mean to be a vulnerable Christian man? Walking through life weak and powerless is not what Jesus had in mind for us. It's time to fight. It's time to get comfortable being uncomfortable. We are OB Sean, Brandon, and Shane, and this is The Uncomfortable Hello, and welcome back to The Uncomfortable Truth. We are glad to have you. Hey, do us a favor. We're going to do this at the front side of the show, just like the last episode. Um, hit that like, share, subscribe, ring that bell for notifications. We appreciate you and would uh, gladly take your help in helping us reach more people for Jesus. That's what we're here for. Obi is being uncomfortable today. <laughs> He's going to tell us about uncomfortableness. What's up? Had a very uncomfortable morning. Um, I'm already so I'm already smiling. I'm like, it wasn't me. It's yes. uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. It wasn't me. It's it's more uncomfortable if you're married with children. <laughs> yeah, you you'll so. get this. Yes, if you're married with children, you will understand. If you're not, take notes. Yes, yeah. exactly. Take well written. <laughs> it's not going to sink notes. in. It won't. It's not, and you're going to lose the note well, before you. But if you took, it if you took notes, then you would be taking notes. That would that would be the assumption that I handle everything correctly. <laughs> no, I'm think. saying take notes, and if it didn't go well, do the opposite. Do the opposite of it. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. We can tell you what not to do. Yes. So you know, you set your alarm clock. It's a busy school morning. You know, you've got to get up, get two kids ready for school. Um, my wife has taken some uh, some college courses. We had the podcast this morning, so I had to be up early, and the alarm doesn't go off. So 12-year-old little girl comes in at 7.36. Hey, Mom, Dad. Time was the first bell ring at school. 7.55. Okay. We're a... Uh, 10-minute drive to school. Yeah. So that gives us uh, approximately eight minutes. Typically takes about 45 minutes for everybody to get ready, right? Yes. Okay. Uh -huh. And so if you want to figure out how, um, if you want to figure out how well-rounded your family dynamic is, just do that. <laughs> just schedule times throughout the year where you kind of wake up in the middle of the night and go turn your wife's alarm clock off. Intentionally, <laughs> intentionally turn oh, your no. alarm clock off. That uh, that did not happen here. Okay, no, so no, that didn't happen. But never, uh, you know. All, all that being said, we woke up and we had about eight minutes to get ready. Um, everybody's irritable. Nobody wants to get out of bed. Um including us, including mom and dad. But it's like you go into this panic slash like I'm mad slash nothing's going right. <laughs> yeah, because you're working on a, like a timer in your head and you're like, I'm already late and I'm just becoming more late. Yes, that's and exactly OB, right. I think you and I are very similar. We don't like being late. <laughs> 15 minutes early is late. Yes. And when you know you're behind the late, late part already, not good. It's not. It, and, it, and it doesn't help help uh, the situation. And in that situation, you've got to know that there's four bodies and four minds that have got to, you know, get somewhat on the same page and it just doesn't happen. <laughs> Just, so then you take over with dad voice. <laughs> Get in the truck now. Get out of here. Uh, uh, anyway, that was my uncomfortable morning. Uh, if you haven't had it, you will. Yep. And um, and it's fun. 
but um, <laughs> not the not, fun it, fun. Exactly, the not, other fun. It, it's not the it's not the ideal way to start your morning, but hey, at least the Lord woke us up today. Yeah, so. that's true. Hey, Amen. Um, I'm having flashbacks over here of like my entire school career yeah. of well, not I'll, me being like that, but everybody making else. everybody else feel like yeah. that around me. Yeah, I can agree. Shane, it's time to go. Yeah. Dude, I haven't got. I don't want to get yet. up. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Dude, I still got to take a shower, <laughs> and I plan on taking a, a 15 minute, <laughs> 20 minute shower. I think more people operate like that daily than we would like to believe. Oh, dude, yeah, I operated like that probably up until maybe three or four years ago. Yeah, really. Yep. The Lord had like it has been a definite blessing in my life that I've just naturally started waking up earlier. Really? It was a battle with people around me and in my head because I would like my old boss. I was supposed to be at work at uh, when I worked in the oil field. I was supposed to be to the office at six fifteen. Holy every cow. morning, yeah. And it was about a it was about a seventeen minute drive from my house. And every I love that you know exactly. Oh, so I know how far it was. I know. <laughs> and every day. I was 10 to 15 minutes late. And one day I walked in and he's like, and this is a super cool guy. And he's like, why can you be consistently 15 minutes late <laughs> every day? But you can't get here on time. But you're getting here at the same time. Every time. That's so good. And I was like, there's something wrong with me. <laughs> That's special. Yeah. Yeah. It's another level of special. Oh, and it he, would add. He recognized that and yeah. it drove him crazy. Yeah. If I didn't provide so much value to what I did there, he he, he would have fired me. That's when you <laughs> no know doubt. you're worth something to a company. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> and now you and now you're a part of telling other people to Oh man, I, you know, I've had guys show up to work that work for me and be like, dude, uh, you know, he's thirty minutes late. Um, I had to get breakfast at Sonic. And it's Sonic, he, he said, well, no, his excuse was they took too long at Sonic. And I'm like, get up earlier. Eat breakfast at the house. He said, but then I had to take a poop. Oh, my gosh. Like, <laughs> I was like. It almost always comes back to bodily function. <laughs> yeah. <I say. laughs> yeah, it was true. <laughs> and I'm like, at that point in my life, I'm like, man, the guy that I used to work for. Oh, You're a saint. Yeah, he's he's a saint. That's awesome. Saint. What are we going to talk about today? Well, uh, let's open it up in prayer, and then we'll get into it. All right. Cool. I'll, I'll lead us. I'll Go lead ahead. Us. I got Go ahead. it. Lord, we thank you so much for bringing us here safely. Um, Lord, we just pray that you would give us an audience um, to, to hear some good word about you today, Lord. Um, we just pray for our audience. We pray uh, for our families and just ask that you'll be with them as well today. We thank you for loving us, Jesus, and we thank you for dying on the cross for our sins so that we could have an opportunity to, to have an eternal life um, and, and come be with you in heaven one day. Lord, we love you. Thank you for loving us, and we just pray this is a good podcast this morning. Amen. 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 All right, let's get into We're going to do a card? Yeah. All sure. right, let's Take draw a card. Shame. Here we go. Red. We did red last time. We did red, so we'll do a yellow. How has your faith impacted your day-to-day -day life? Example, work, school, friends, etc. That's a big question. That's a big That's question. Good. How has your faith impacted your day-to-day -day life? 
I like doing several cards, so I'm just going to try to give a one-sentence, two-sentence response. When I prioritize my faith every morning, since we're just talking about our schedule, I'm never disappointed no matter – I shouldn't say I'm never disappointed. I'm always more inclined to see God's grace and patience and abundance mm-hmm. and blessings, even in trials, than when I don't. Right. So when I when that happens, it permeates through my relationship with my wife, with my kids, with you guys, with people I deal with or interact with that I've never met. And when I do that, I'm like, God, why don't I do that more often, consistently, you know, day to day? Yeah, so that's my answer. Day to day. Whenever I think about day to day, I think about what we talked about with our young adults last week on Sunday morning, which mm-hmm. is conflict resolution. Mm-hmm. I think about conflict resolution. I think about resolving conflict day to day. Guys, conflict could be anything. It could be, um, it, it doesn't have to be an argument or a fight. It could be resolving a conflict of somebody that's just having a rough day. It, it could be. It could be com- unspoken. It, it, it could be like completely internally unspoken. Absolutely. combusting. You know, and, uh-huh. and I think, just like you mentioned, just almost going at every situation, attempting to pour out the grace that is poured on to us through faith, through, through faith in Jesus Christ, you know, I, I want to, I feel like in my day-to-day, my faith has impacted my day-to-day in that I really, I really try so hard in every interaction that I have, whether it be in conflict or just with another person, to act in grace, to assume, uh, to, to assume that I don't know what's going on in their lives but it's probably difficult. It's probably a trial that they're going through. And what can I do to help them? What, out of curiosity, what part of the Bible were y'all in last week? Uh, James, by chance? Mm, there were, there were several there's a, there's different. A few verse, there was one or two verses. And one was in Romans. Yeah. Um, it, it, was, it was. It was just it okay, was kind of spread out. The reason I ask is, I don't even think I've told you guys this, but. Chris Hopkins and I, Chris Hopkins would be a great guest for us to have. We all know Chris. Um, we're, we are now teaching our Sunday school class. We're co-teaching it. So he'll pick a, he'll take a week. I'll take a week typically. And so I taught last week and it was over James and it's about relationships with people. And so I'm going to go to James 2.8 real quick. And it basically says, if you really fulfill the royal law, according to the scripture, you shall love your neighbor as yourself you are doing well. But if you show partiality, so it's talking about in any way, shape, or form, you're committing sin and are convicted by the law of transgressors. Forever keeps the whole law but fails in one point has become guilty of it all. And the challenge for all of us and the call to action for the week, because call to actions are just the way I'm wired. Don't just tell me something. Give me a challenge. Right. So I'm giving the class a challenge. The call to action for the week is, is Look at every single interaction you have, and before it ever starts or any conflict you're dealing with or anything internally, go, how can I love my neighbor like Jesus loves me through this? And a neighbor could be somebody you've never spoken to in 20 years who lives next door to you. That's right. A neighbor could be your best friend or somebody that's trolling you on the Internet. Mm-hmm. It all is one and the same when it comes to sharing Christ with people. And if you think about it that way, for me, guys, it 
brings up a very clear, uh, it brings up a lot of clarity of where my mind naturally goes compared to where it should go. I think, I think our minds naturally and the world and our culture teaches us to assume bad. Yep. Where, yep. where our assumption is to not trust. Our assumption is to not assume the best. Yeah. It's to assume the worst. Yeah. And so you have to go uh, completely against the grain in that because that's what happens. Whenever conflict happens, you assume they meant to do it. You assume they were intentionally going just after you. Who's and ever gotten that, somebody pull out in front of them when you're rolling exactly. down the highway? And what do we, I immediately, if that I was done, personal, that's personal <laughs> because person, you idiot, yeah. you cut me off on purpose, on purpose. <laughs> and it literally could have been a thousand things. It could have been, yeah, they did. It could have been sweet grandma who didn't see it. It could have been the mother of three kids by herself who woke up late, who this woke morning. up late. And yeah. so if you, if you literally <laughs> that's, stop, that's personal, that's personal. <laughs> if you stop and you go, how would Jesus love me if I would have pulled out in front of him? Yeah. On the road to Damascus or, you know, whatever. Exactly. You know, it wouldn't have been Man. that. No, no. Man, that's that's good stuff. Right. Let's do another one. Yep. Hold up. Oh, go I had a thought on this. Go ahead. I'll pull my next chord. So I was, I was specifically thinking about this yesterday and what kind of impact can we have on our community. And th- what I was specifically thinking about was generosity and how it impacts our day-to-day. How much are we seeing those opportunities to be truly generous? And if we are seeing those opportunities to be truly generous, how they can absolutely impact and plant the seed of Jesus that is likely to grow. So one thing that I kind of had a thought on yesterday was in our local community, what if we could kind of direct this movement for five days, I want to plan out a specific five days in the future where you, five days in a row, and I, look for opportunities to be truly generous to somebody in need in our daily day, just throughout the day. Like your specific goal for those five days is let's forget about all of our other goals and let's make this our goal for that day. Correct. Yep. What, where, not forget about everything else, but let's put that number one. Yeah. Uh, to look for opportunities to be generous, and whether that means something simple like paying for somebody's groceries in the checkout line, um, buying somebody a meal, um, something that would you just go out of your way or along in your day, somebody's got a flat tire, stop and help them, or you see somebody on the side of the road. Um Anything that could be considered as generous as you giving your time up for someone else that wasn't necessarily a planned part of your day. And I think that could could possibly create a habit of, if we allow it to, of looking for those opportunities. Now, not that generous gets us to heaven or anything like that, but it does take the focus off of ourselves. And we want to do this for the right reason. We want to do this to plant seeds for, for Jesus but when we are generous, it changes us, mm-hmm. and it moves us in a direction that's closer to God, not further away from Him. I feel like that we could probably all three argue that, you know, the question was, how does your faith impact your day-to-day? I think we could probably argue um, that it makes us more generous. Yeah. You know, yeah, it makes it should. It, we're, 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 look, we're looking to 
uh, serve all of the people that the Lord loves, mm-hmm. you know, and so I love that. I, yeah. I think I would love to be a part of that, let's, you know, if, let's, you, uh, if you do that. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll look at the calendar and see. Yeah. Let's see well, let's see let's just see how we can do it. You yeah, know? I like yeah, it. I want it, and I don't want it to just be like the guys on the uncomfortable truth. I want it to be Longview make a movement of multiple people doing the same thing. If we get a thousand people on board in Longview that are doing the same thing for those five days in a row, like how that can impact our community. That would be awesome. Well, and the reality is, and I say this all the time, and I'm convicted of this, instead of us always complaining about how bad social media is, why don't we flip the script and go, God, you're sovereign. Mm -hmm. It's a thing. How can we use it to glorify you? Right. So that might be a Facebook Live or a, a TikTok video locally or whatever. That says, you know, the truest condition of our heart is our often our outward actions that show that your needs are important, more important than mine, mm-hmm. and that often gives us the best chance to share Jesus. I like it, and so that's good stuff. Yeah, we got we got time for one right. more quick one, right, and, and this one could go very very in depth, but yeah. we've only got a few minutes, we'll, so we'll give we'll give our short opinion. All right, how important is it for Christians to give money to the church? Should it still apply to us today? So keywords important for Christians, giving money to the church, should it still apply to us today? I have a in-depth dissertation <laughs> I could give, but I'll let y'all go first and I'll just tie it up. I'm gonna let Shane go. All right, so let me see the card just in case I get off topic. So I'm gonna try to the answer is not on it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it says personal beliefs at the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> so that's assuming like this is your personal belief based on what the Bible says. I think it you know, Old Testament says the tithe to the church. I, I still think it's relevant, and I'll tell you why. If you're going to a church, you believe in that church, whether you're a member or not, right? You're going to the church, you believe in that church, and you believe in what that church is doing. First of all, I, I, I need you to check what, that, what your church is about. What is the main mission goals of your church? Because our main mission as a Christian is to reach other people for Jesus. And if that is not the main mission of your church, go to a different church. Just plain and simple. But if that is the main mission, how are you guys how are you guys doing that? I I would say to kind of understand that. Because that is where your money is going. Your money is going to support the ministers in the church in order to reach more people for Jesus and it's going to missions outside the church to reach more people for Jesus. Those dollars are vital for your local community and for outside communities outside of your local community. So I think it's very important to give money to the church, but I think it's more important to make sure that you're at a church that has that mission to reach people for Jesus. I like it. Um, I don't know that I would have really said much different. Um, You know, I mean, you really... You really hit on on the way that I feel. The Bible tells us, uh, and I don't know what verse it is, and I don't know, and I'm certainly not not saying it exactly the way it's said in the Bible, but it says the first ten percent of our. I don't I don't know what the word is because I know in Bible times it may have been the first ten percent of Your the crop. wheat, yeah. you know that yeah. you that you planted. It may be whatever, but 
it, it's my understanding that the Bible says the first 10% of our income, um, you know, whatever that may be, goes to Jesus, goes to the Lord, mm-hmm. goes to God. Um, I, it may, it does, it, I don't know if it says it goes to the church. I believe it says it goes to the Lord. Um, and so in what capacity does that, you know, in what way do we, how do we interpret that? Does, does that go directly to your, does all 10% of it go to your, to your local church that you're a member of? Do you split that up among other ministries that are, that you are in support of, uh, that you feel like are doing mission work or planting seeds for, for the Lord? Um, you know, I think it's, just like Shane said, I think it's extremely important that we are investing financially in our church that we are members of and that we support. Uh, I mean, you, you probably wouldn't be a member there or, or going to church there if you didn't support what you feel like was the church's mission, that particular church's mission. And so let's assume that we do support that. Uh, I believe that it's very important to financially support that. Um I also think that it's okay if you're not a member of a church uh, or, you know, even if you are a member of a church, to support other ministries that are in line with what you feel like the Lord has convicted you about, you know, and, and um, so, I mean, that's the way, that that's my very short answer. I know we're running out of time. Yeah, I'll give a quick, this, I'm very passionate about this. And first of all, our walk with the Lord is personal. We have the Holy Spirit that can convict us, and we need to be praying through what we think tithing means to us. And the only way we can really try to understand and pray through it is to read the Word and see what it says and then you know research and things. I do know this. Money is the root of all. Your love of money is the root of all evil. Okay, we, we grew up here in that verse in Southern Baptist culture. But the devil knows that money is like blood in our veins for almost all Americans. It is the conduit to everything we do. Literally, it's exchanging hands. It's going from people to people, from business to business, from our pocket to the gas pump, you know, wherever. So money is the, our use of money, I believe almost always is the truest expression of where our heart lies in our walk with the Lord. It is all his anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It is all his. And if we think it's ours, we have another issue well beyond whether we're tithing or not. Yep. So I think a simple way to think is, is if I'm a believer, I don't, I'm not talking about what religion you are. I'm talking about do you know Christ in your heart and you're reading the word or like D.L. Moody says right here, I love this, out of 100 men, one will read the Bible, the other 99 will read the Christian. When our other friends are around us and this topic comes up, because it does, can we humbly say it's all his anyway and I want to give him as much as I can because he's got it figured out? Now, the next level of that is is the better you do with your money, the better you can give on a statistical data amount. But God don't care about that. Right. He cares about what the condition of your heart is, and that's the beauty mm-hmm. of the personal relationship. I like it. I Good like stuff. It. Thanks for joining us today. We appreciate you being here. Hit the like, share, subscribe. Help us reach more people for Jesus. Go out and kick today in the face. (laughs) And we'll catch you on the next one.